Hello. Hello. Surprise, bitches. We're back. Merry Christmas. Hey. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. And this is going to be so wild because part of me is like, I'm kind of scared. When was the last time you jumped into this app? Summer? Sometime? In yeah. Summer? It's been months. And so you see how there's a little icon that says searching? I'm like, are they going to add a person in here? Hold on. Let me hit cancel. Oh, thank God. I was like, no. <laughs> we don't want to talk to y'all. Um, I feel like we should make this a public one and take a couple calls. But I don't know. The last couple times we've done this, it'll just be something I'll have to edit later. So let's just have a conversation and have fun and then get this recording so I can put it in my podcast. For I feel like the callers wore you out. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Because it was just nothing but men calling to just interrupt us but they weren't even sure what we were talking about it's just they saw two black icons and they were like "Ooh, there's two women talking about something <clears throat> there's a certain kind of man that really enjoys online spaces because it's their one chance to talk shit to women in public oh yeah for sure they're just like bestle my ass and just jump right in <laughs> <clears throat> oh for sure i'm so sorry about this little coffee cough by the way y'all um in case you're wondering, I am a victim of the COVID that stole Christmas. I have the Omarion variant. I'm not happy about it. I don't want to discuss your your conspiracy theories I, at all. Like I'm not open to them whatsoever. And uh, I will be getting boosted as soon as I get the the AOK on that. And um, if you disagree with me, it's just not up for debate. I don't care. Please talk to someone else who does. I I will take all the sticks all the vaccinations, all the whatever, jumble my DNA, track me, scramble me. I don't give a shit. Also, like, I'm on, I just think it's so funny how people will get on this app, get on YouTube, get on Instagram, get on Twitter and be like, I don't want the government in my business, sir. You're, you have people, in your, your people are in your business on five different apps. You love it. You love people being in your business. You're so you like being in tracked. your business. Yes. This is a supercomputer that I carry in my pocket that tells people where I am and what I'm doing at all times. I don't give a fuck. Uh, so. How's the uncontrollable pop locking though? Like, um, yeah, it's been hard. I just woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, dun, 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 dun. yes, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't help myself. Just touch. Um, <laughs> could not stop myself. So I have a podcast called Rhythm and Bay and Ari as one of my best friends, I think you were probably my most loyal listener. It's been through it's been through some moments this past season. And just securing an editor has been kind of a, a struggle. But I'm happy to have you on today. So the whole purpose of Rhythm and Bay is I have my guest tell me the five songs that they think tell their Christmas. Not Christmas, sorry. Just tell their <laughs> life story. But in honor of the holiday season, we're just going to have an open conversation about Christmas music. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Now, first of all, Ari, what is your relationship to Christmas music? What is your connection to it? All right. So Christmas to me, like the quintessential, this takes me back to being like seven years old is uh, the Temptations Christmas album. Oh, like, okay. That smells like my grandmama's house. It's just like, it it does it for me. Now, on the flip side of that, I worked retail many, many, many years. <laughs> me too. This is actually how we became such close friends. We worked together at Glamour Shots of all places. 
Oh man. Oh, <laughs> that's so f- okay. So glamour shots. <laughs> I don't know if anyone under 30 listens to me, but just in case. So glamour shots was an amazing place. Long before phones had filters and phones had light boxes. Before a cell phone could take a good picture. People wanted nice pictures, but not everybody could pay for a photographer with a million Instagram followers named shootlikemike.com who makes you sit in a tub of milk with flowers in it, right? So before before the yassification of photography, the only way you were going to get some decent pictures if you went down to the mall and you'd go to JCPenney's or you'd go to Sears and you would stand in front of a background that looked like gray splatters and you'd wear matching sweaters with your family and just stand in front of the camera. And glamour shots really revolutionized this process because what they would do is glamour shots had more backgrounds. And starting in the 80s, their big thing is that glamour shots would do your hair and makeup for you. So it was like a one-stop shop. You got to remember, this is before you could get your makeup done at MAC or Sephora. This is before there'd be like an Ulta with a hair salon. Like the only way to get the full dolled up experience. And this is also before YouTube gave you videos teaching you how to do all of it. Like, Glamour shots really fulfilled a niche that just isn't necessary anymore because everyone Mm -hmm. knows how to make themselves a bad bitch in 10 minutes or less. But like before this knowledge was readily available, before bad bitchification was (laughs) at the touch of a a fingertip, glamour shots fulfilled that niche. And I worked at glamour shots from age 17 to 23, I believe. And uh, I, I, Ari and I were friends from school and I told her about it and she interviewed there. And then we had some of the best experiences and worst experiences of our lives working there, especially around the holiday season. And wow, just, do you remember the Christmas rotation at Glamour Shots? The so- the list of songs? Okay. Yes, like the one, what the was the ones two, that- mm-hmm. the Top two to come to mind from the Glamour Shots rotation are Macy Gray Christmas, this Christmas because I am so sure that that song played at least once an hour and it made me want to drive my head through a wall see and I talk about this people don't remember this but there was a period like mid 2000s where every single singer was contractually obligated to make a Christmas album no matter how little their music had to do with Christmas no matter how not Christian whatever they were if you were a singer you had to make a Christmas album and yes there is a Macy Gray Christmas now you said did Macy Gray did have a this Christmas which was bad it was bad but you know what I think was her worst of her album what Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. I love the other reindeer. Reindeer. Yes. Yes. I Macy Gray's Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer was so. And actually, in comparison, how great is the Temptations Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? Like, fantastic, right? Oh my God. Yes. Like, I can't even listen to the regular Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer without yelling, hey, Rudolph. Like, nobody asked yes. that. <laughs> and it's so funny you started by talking about the temptations christmas um i was just doing a show and it was like a mostly white audience and i was i was telling this joke that references good times and i was like y'all have seen good times and they're like yeah and i was like i'm sorry y'all didn't seem like the audience that would know the temptations christmas and then everyone got quiet and i was like i know you didn't the best part about the temptations christmas album for me and it's a little hard to find on spotify because it turns out I talk about this a lot in, in detail on the podcast, especially on the episode about Sam Cooke. Often artists from the 50s, 60s, and even into the 70s, Black artists 
had to kind of package their sound twice. You know, that's kind of where that, ex- you know, it's one of those things where black people have this expression of saying culturally, we have this expression of saying we have to work twice as hard to get half as far. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, one of the things of systemic racism where you have to put out the same ideas in front of two audiences, essentially, because America has been so segregated for so long. And it can be an interesting and beautiful thing when it comes to music. So <laughs> the point I'm making when I say all this is there is a Temptations Christmas that all Black people know. And then there's a Temptations Christmas that's streaming that I had never found until recently when I was looking for the one I knew as a kid. Did you know that, girl? There's a Temptations White Christmas? Basically. <laughs> what? So the Christmas album we grew up with is called um, A Christmas with the Temptations. But then the one, and for lack of a better way of explaining this, I'm just going to call it the White Temptations album. The White Temptations Christmas is called A Temptations Christmas Carol. And it is, they're just really singing their upper registers. And without a better way to say it, they're singing it straight. The lyrics, they sound beautiful, but the lyrics are exactly the same as written. They have a Silent Night that sounds the way you think of Silent Night when you think of Silent Night. It's Silent Night, Holy Night, you know, whatever, y'all. I ain't trying to make y'all listen Why? I know. (laughs) And that one came out first. You got to remember who the Temptations were in the late 50s. You know what I mean? They were trying to have mainstream appeal. This is, I mean, think about the difference between My Girl and Backstabbers. Like these songs can sound really different and there's just, it's so crazy. So anyways, the, again, for lack of a better way of explaining this, but I, I figure by this point, you guys know who we are. For lack of a better way of explaining this, the Black Temptations version, the one, this one's so great, y'all. If you haven't heard it before, it's so beautiful. This is, this smells like my grandma house. You know what I mean? Like you were saying, like, it feels like greens on the stove. When that silent night starts, first of all, the first line is not silent night. It is in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to be free. (laughs) I mean, we're dead ass 45 seconds into the song before we even get close to a silent night. (laughs) Yes, that is the beauty, too. I I mean, I could go down the list, but I don't want to mess with our audio and our like, you know, we're getting good email internet right now, so I don't want to fuck with it. But for real, the beautiful thing about the Temptations one is, I want to say it's at least a minute, like, not the, I'm going to call it the Black Temptations one. The Black one has to be at least a minute longer than the white one. Like, (laughs) everyone gets a solo. There's harmonies and solos. Um, There's talking parts. And there's a, there's great just, um, I mean, if a Black stage play was a record, it would be... (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas from the Temptations. And, like, okay, as a kid, do you remember ever, like, being on road trips and singing it along and assigning parts? Uh, My brother and I both had a flair for the dramatic. Uh, He was a musical theater major, and Jasmine and I also did theater together so like just a family full of queens it was ridiculous um but my brother and I would like put together costumes assign parts come up with dances we I remember distinctly for the little drummer boy we had like a toilet paper ribbon dance routine (laughs) (laughs) oh no not a toilet paper ribbon dance I would be in the car on these long rides to Louisiana and I have, I'm one of three sisters and I'm the middle child. 
And <laughs> Lauren, my older sister, would be like, that's not your part, Jazz. You have the low voice. And I do not have the low voice. <laughs> I don't think my voice is as low as an adult male baritone. I'm like eight years old. <laughs> but then my dad would come in and he'd do the baritone parts. And it was just, oh my gosh, just the memory of singing The Temptations is really special. But yeah, their Silent Night is great. Their Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, also great, man. Oh, I also, there's certain versions of Christmas songs that I have a hard time deciding who's I like the best. Um, and for me, it's a really big toss up because I love the layered vocals of the Jackson five versus the temptations. I like, I love, it's like, you know, like a little miniature choir. So they mm -hmm. both have versions of give love on Christmas day. Have you ever heard that song? Yeah, absolutely. Give love on Christmas, on Christmas day. day. Even the and everything <laughs> wish. See, isn't it great how I've known this song for 28 years, maybe? And I'm still like, da da da. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you didn't need to know the words because baby Michael had you. All right. Yes. <laughs> By the way, if you're learn if you're wondering about my moral composition when it comes to listening to Michael Jackson, I made up a rule about five years ago that I stand by, which is that the Jackson Five have four other members, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. To my knowledge, they have not hurt anyone. And two, Jackson Five Michael was a victim himself. He was still a mm -hmm. child. So Michael. I draw the line. Do nothing. Yes. So I draw the line at Jackson Five versus Jackson. I mean, I mean, I also have this rule of like I can't be in control of every situation. So I'm not gonna go running, begging people to turn off Michael if Michael's on in public. But I'm not gonna scream it myself because then I'm not contributing to his estate. Mm -hmm. Although, girl, one time I was in a lift and they started playing the remix to Ignition, and I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot how good this song is." And then I, like, I felt so. And I mean, R. Kelly's might be the worst because I don't think he's sorry. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's just. Not. Okay, so I don't want to get down an R. Kelly rabbit hole, but I stopped listening to him when he started calling himself the Pied Piper. Yes! A children's story about a man who steals the children and gets away with it. By playing that was him. He was playing in our faces at that point. He was, like, he... Because I keep on the Pied Piper phase came after the sex tape with a 14-year-old child girl. Yes! It was after he was accused. It was after. And then he started calling himself the Pied Piper, and I was like, oh, no, I was in, like, late elementary school early middle school and I was like mm, no he did that and ever since then every time I hear an R. Kelly song I'm like ew this is about children like I just yeah. can't dissociate it as a Chicagoan do you like does it feel conflicting because people like love R. Kelly out there like do you do you know anyone who's like a hardcore R. Kelly fan no the last time I was out in public and an R. Kelly song played uh, the crowd started booing until the DJ turned it off. Hell yeah. I mean, I started the booing, but still. Because I remember I was in Chicago the day of the R. Kelly, like when he first got, went to sent to jail and some woman, some woman in Chicago who owns a daycare, hopefully she no longer is in the business of caring for people's children, right? She, she bailed him out. And I remember I told this as a joke on stage. I was like, girl, why are you doing this? You're not his type. Like you're not. <laughs> I don't care how old how old you are. Are you an adult woman who votes? Yeah, a little too old for him. Not his type. And, like, and I stand like, by that joke. 
one more point about R. Kelly, and then we'll go back to Christmas music. I Please. do not know how people act like he's innocent when he very publicly married a 15-year-old when he was 30. I just think without knowing, there's, a, there's certain things people just won't say out loud, but they know it to be true in their heart of hearts. I think people don't believe Black girls can be girls. They think we are born women, born with the weight of the world on our shoulders, born to be subservient. Like just, they don't let they don't let little black girls be girls, and we see it in the way that we talk about children. Like I mean, God, just yesterday, I read something about a fourteen year old girl, and I mean the choice of words when we use women versus girl and this that and the, I just I just don't I think had his victims not been young black girls he would have been under the jail a lot longer a long time ago long time yeah ago. so you were making a point about give love on Christmas day okay <laughs> <laughs> side note doesn't this feel like the most un- I don't know about you but this feels like the most unchristmassy Christmas of my entire life I mean obviously this is my first Christmas with COVID this is my first Christmas away from my family. So it's just like, yeah, it's fitting that I'll just talk about why R. Kelly should be in jail when I'm supposed to be talking about Christmas music. <laughs> Everything's going to shit. I can't. Yeah, I okay. live in the Midwest and we don't even have any snow, which is weird. I know, girl. It's And it's also been raining every day this week in L.A. And I feel like, you know, part of the beauty slash irony of L.A. is that the weather's not supposed to be different. And the weather has been really unpredictable lately, like 30 something degrees in the morning. It's I think last week it was colder in L.A. than it was in New York. I don't like it. Makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> it's 46 little... degrees here right now. And like, while I hate the cold, I'm also just like, mm, mm-mm, mm. yeah, it's not supposed to be like this. It's weird. It's really weird. So I always joked about, I've done this as a joke on stage. (laughs) I always wonder if like kids are going to think snow is a Christmas myth in the future. (laughs) Like, yeah, there was that Santa and then there was snow and then there was rain, you know, like thanks to global warming of a white Christmas because that, you know, December is summertime now. Yes, it feels that way. What is your favorite snow? Like what? What Christmas song that mentions snow or whiteness, if you will, specific like weather whiteness, <laughs> snow or whiteness, <laughs> snow or whiteness. What is your favorite snow topic Christmas song? Oh, my favorite snow topic Christmas song. Uh, does my favorite things count? It mentions the snowflakes exactly one time. <laughs> okay. Is my favorite Frank things really a Christmas song? I've been thinking about this. Because isn't it from, um, what is it from? The Sound of it's Music. It's from The Sound of Music. Is that a Christmas movie? It's not. But people, I always hear that song a lot during Christmas. And I think once you had snowflakes that stick to my nose and eyelashes and pretty brown packages tied up with string, people are just like, it's Christmas music now. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. I, there is a, I mean, the the Supremes included it in their Christmas album. Which yeah. makes me associate it with Christmas. And then I also think, I can't think of what her name is, but, hmm, hmm. It isn't a Christmas song, but it's one of those, if it's a Christmas song as much as Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We co-opted it. <laughs> It's inseparable. Oh, should we listen to some of our messages here? No, I kind of don't want to. <laughs> Fair. How long have we been talking? 
<laughs> Does it tell us how long we've been talking? I don't know. They changed the app since the last time we were on here, and I'm scared to push anything. I am so scared. You, you guys don't understand the trauma we've experienced from listening to messages. Like, person after person who's just like, hey, I found you on Instagram, and I think you're a fat black bitch, and I want to put you in a bag. Y'all don't understand... <laughs> Y'all don't understand. Like, I just don't want it. <laughs> like, someone just came on here to call us the N-word once. It was weird. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was very weird. So I just don't want... God. Like, being traumatized on the internet makes you stop calling... Being called the N-word a, a hate crime. You're like, ugh, weird. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. It was weird when you got us the N-word. I don't know. We, how about we... How about we do, like, 20 more minutes... So we can have a good audio recording that's clean, and then we just ba- barrel through the messages. Okay. That way, if they're they're bad, I can just chop them off the end. <laughs> yes, I. So, my favorite snow song song that describes snow, I'm gonna go with "Boys to Men" featuring Brian McKnight. Let it snow. Oh, that's such a good one. Such a good one. You know what? Okay, so I was thinking about this when you were uh, you were asking me like if there's any songs that I thought that the non melanated did better because mm-hmm. <laughs> we will give white people credit. I, I I'm a firm believer white people are right about two things: um, steak temperatures. They are sorry, black people. We eat our steak overcooked. It's time that we come to, to tease us about this. Okay, I have to agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Y'all made me ruin too much meat as a chef. It's, it hurt my it's, heart. Uh, like, it's just 100% true. I was having, I was at the fanciest steakhouse in freaking Nashville with my old boss. It was with two old white guys. And I ordered my steak medium rare because it was, no, not medium rare. I ordered it, uh, yeah, no, medium rare. Not well, rare. And it was a Wagyu beef. And I really wanted to taste it. Like, I wanted it to be good. And they brought that shit out well than a motherfucker. And they were like, why would they bring it to you well? You clearly said rare. And I was like, because I'm black and they think I don't know what rare actually is. <laughs> and they're like, no. And I was like, no, trust me. They they they, they saw me. They went, nah, she don't really mean that. And- <laughs> <laughs> no. And I've also, I've seen it happen from the other side of the kitchen too, where I'm like out with black family members and they order something medium rare. And then they're like, why is this still raw? And I'm like, good Lord, y'all are embarrassed. <laughs> yes. This is why, <laughs> so this is why when you go to Outback like- I'm not gonna cook two fifty dollars steaks for this bitch. She's getting it. Makes gonna... <laughs> <coughs> it makes me. And you know what? It would make more sense to just bring it the way I asked at first, and then go, "Ma'am, that technically is medium rare. What you're asking for is well done." And then heat up the steak again, or is it like a hygiene thing and they can't cook it again? They have to. It's a sanitation thing. They cannot recook it. They can't just put it back on the grill. They have to start you a new steak. I'm going to start saying, I like it medium rare. I understand that that means the outside will be a little brown and the inside will be pink. I understand that pink is the color between red and white. I understand that that's not fully cooking it. In fact, let me show you a picture of what I mean, just so we're on the same page. But <laughs> Wait, I have a very short and pretentious way of doing this that I normally do at restaurants. Teach me. How true to temperatures do your chefs cook their steaks? <gasps> Ooh. I like the way you phrase that. That's it. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about, and I'm going to be very upset if you do it wrong. <laughs> so just tell me right now if they can't cook a fucking steak. <laughs> mm. You heard it here first. 
how true to temperature do your chefs cook your steak? I like that. And as a so, server, I be the one to tell people, look, you can order it like that, but they ain't going to get it. It's going to be overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> I would tip you extra for being real with me like that. I would I would tip you extra. I was so back so real. Like people would ask me about stuff and I'd be like, mm-mm, mm-mm, order something else. <laughs> so taking it back to Christmas music. Now, the, the conflict I feel when we talk about Let It Snow, and I made fun of this the other day because I do think this is true. There's like, I feel like there's a subcategory of Christmas songs that are kind of sort of about fucking and let it snow by the, the boys to men is the first song that kind of eases you into that, like level of just like, okay, what are we even talking about? Like, you know what I mean? There's always <laughs> something about we're it's going down under the tree. Give me that candy cane. Like I'm trying to jingle those balls. On, you know what I mean? Like it's not, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Like, it definitely feels like sexualized Christmas music is selling. For sure, case in point, Ariana Grande, who she's kind of in the R&B pop sector. So she kind of falls between like our R&B Christmas versus our traditional Christmas. And Mm -hmm. she's got quite a few that are very like, unwrap me. You know? (laughs) I want to give it to uh, Earth the Kid. Because like Santa, baby, she was just asking for a bunch of stuff. But, like, she was trying to straight up make Santa her sugar daddy. I have a theory that Santa Baby is sung from the perspective of an elf Santa was fucking. (laughs) And these are her list of demands. (laughs) And this is, this is, I think she is literally talking to Santa Claus. And it's like, Santa Baby, you don't want your wife to know what I know. <laughs> I'm going to blow up your spot, Santa Baby. So the whole song is a threat. It's a threat. It's it threat. is a side bitch threat. It is. <laughs> I mean, she asked for a light blue convertible. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> and the deed to a, a, a farm, I think? A yacht? I mean... These are big asks. Like huge ass. She wants rings. She wants cars. She wants diamonds. Like, I mean, honestly, it, it's iconic. And it sounds a little threatening. Say, a ring. I don't mean on the phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't oh, you think man. I've been a very good girl, Santa? Because I could have been worse. <laughs> I like the line, think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. I love the idea of being like, I could have been out here with every woman, but I stayed in the house for you. I don't know. It's a threat. It's a side bitch threat, and it's a well-executed one. Now, as far as the award for Christmas song that has the worst covers, I'm going to give it to Santa Baby. Here's why. Please tell me. I think Santa Baby has the unique jurisdiction or has a unique position of being the one song where the original recorded version, or at least the well-known version, is the only good one. Every other version of Santa Baby is just so bad. Taylor Swift's Santa Baby makes you want to crawl in a hole and die. Um, Let's see. Gwen Stefani's not good. Who else is not good? The worst of them all, the most egregious, though. Did you know... Michael Buble, Mr. Christmas himself, made a Santa buddy that sounds like he's asking <laughs> homeboy for money. It's awful. Like, it's the song could just oh. be called Christmas No Homo. Like, it's, 
It's so bad. Oh, what in the hetero hell? <laughs> yeah, are, are straight men okay? Like, he just seems like he just, like, just sit in his lap. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's so bad, and the lyrics are just so cringy. I just, I don't care for it at all. I think, I think Santa like, baby is def- Yeah. Why are you asking another grown-ass man for a ring? <laughs> I also didn't love that, like, so Taylor Swift's version of, I mean, Santa Baby is kind of an adult-sounding song, and Taylor Swift puts that album out early. Because remember, I was telling y'all, in the early 2000s, these people were held at candy cane point. They were forced <laughs> to make these albums. I forgot so, like, I say it was like, had one until recently. Oh, what's the title? Say it out loud for us. I believe it's called Santa Hooked Me Up. Yes, it is. It's called Santa <laughs> Hooked Me Up. Beach, it was always like, and it was always so funny because what it was is the Christmas album came out between the second and third album. When the band, like, wasn't, like, they didn't have this history or this legacy, but they were established enough. I remember NSYNC's Christmas album coming out. I remember Christina Aguilera's Christmas, Britney Spears' Christmas, Hilary Duff, everybody, Miley Scott, everybody had a Christmas album. If you were vaguely associated with Disney, you were forced to make a Christmas album because there's, you know, the the Christmas Day Parade that happened. Like, you got the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is all about getting kids sugared up and excited to ask for toys. Then you've got that big victory lap that Disney World has where they air a concert from Disney World. I mean, it's all about pushing the consumerism of Christmas and they're good at it because you hear this music and it makes you go, oh God, I got to get a present. And the only problem I have was a person who loves Christmas music, but works retail, we just bring it out too early, right? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I just think if we could just make a moratorium that the first Christmas song is not played until the day after Thanksgiving, I would be happy. Oh, see, I put my tree up on Thanksgiving Day and I put on my, uh, my Motown Christmas Pandora station. <laughs> We're those people. <laughs> one more day. What's one more day? I just think this is Thanksgiving. I, a comedian I saw in LA did this joke and God, I wish I knew his name. I'm not trying to steal his joke. Y'all don't give me credit for this. But he said, <laughs> he said that the holidays in the fall have, in the fall, cr- winter, they have children order issues, basically. Like Christmas is definitely the youngest child because it's not necessarily the best, but it gets away with everything, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Halloween is the oldest child because it's actually the best, but we'll never get the attention Christmas gets. <laughs> and then Thanksgiving is absolutely a middle child because everybody fucking forgets about it. <laughs> See, my idea for Christmas decorations next year is I'm going to do a Nightmare on Christmas theme for Halloween and just leave that shit up until February. You Now you're talking. <laughs> I That's actually pretty genius. I like, I'm one of the few people who does this, but I decorate for Thanksgiving. I have like fall foliage that goes up in September and I keep it up. And then I've got these like Halloween looking pumpkins that I replace with like, these like bronze earth tone pumpkins and then the gold that's incorporated in that works its way into Christmas so then the gold gets added in with silver green and red so it's all kind of transitional there's this like gold runner that stays up basically the whole year and it just transitions because you know my birthday is a holiday too so Mm -hmm. of course of course (laughs) (laughs) from August to March the house is decorated oh yeah no girl I will end you know like the first week of March I'll literally say 
I'd love to connect with you after the holiday this weekend. And people go, what holiday? And I'm like, <laughs> at this point, people don't understand that my religion is Jasmine Ellis. Like, <laughs> Clearly, I am, people have never received a Jasmine Ellis holiday itinerary. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I, honestly, I'm with the way Omarion is out here wowing. I'm just trying to think of how I'm going to top last year's Zoom birthday. Like... <laughs> I may never do anything in person again, but I will be the queen of the internet. <sighs> so taking it back now, to Christmas. One thing I think that we do better than anybody else, there's two things. Sexy we Christmas, isn't me and you or we isn't black people? Black people. We isn't black people. Okay. Sexy Christmas. I don't think anyone defiles Christmas the way we do. We getting people pregnant. <laughs> we making them August and September babies like left and right. We all over it. And melancholy Christmas. I put on black Christmas music the other day and I was like, why are we so fucking sad? It's not like mm. you the market on melancholy Christmas music, but damn. I never thought about black people being good at sad Christmas music, but you might be right. Like my first thought is um this one's a little upbeat, but it's kind of sad. Stevie Wonder someday at Christmas. That's a sad it's essentially it references how much war and hatred there is in the Mm -hmm. world and the whole idea is that someday at Christmas there won't be war um I don't know if you've ever heard this Marvin Gaye has a Christmas song called Home by Christmas and it's about the Vietnam War Jesus it's about how all he wants is to be home by Christmas and he shouldn't be dying to kill another brown man and it's I mean it's a great song but it's not when, when you say, Siri, play some Christmas music, it doesn't come up fast. You got to kind of dig for it. Um, I heard a Christmas song the other day that was like, uh, we ain't got no money for Christmas, so we're robbing. <laughs> I, I need to send you this link, I swear <laughs> to God. I'm also a fan of the ones that are melancholy lyric-wise, but they don't feel melancholy because of the, the, the melody. Like, Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto. Like... <laughs> That's kind of melancholy, kind of sad when you think about, like, this might be the one day these kids have to feel good and have something. But, I mean, that beat rocks. It's good. I love songs like that, period, that'll have you, like, in the middle of dancing, and then you're like, wait a fucking minute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Have you seen those TikToks that point out how Hey Ya is about divorce? (laughs) Yeah. He, he even he says, said, y'all don't even hear me. You just want to dance. just want to dance. <laughs> and us just wanting to dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, gosh, that is melancholy. Oh, here's the mo- the best melancholy, melancholy, the best sad Black people Christmas song, Point Blank Period. What do the lonely what do, do at Christmas? Lonely do at Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> what? I had Alex listen to it for the first, my husband's wife, his name's Alex. The first time he listened to that, he was like, damn, what do they do? And <laughs> they go to IHOP. Oh, what do the lonely do at Christmas? Whatever they want, man. Honestly, <laughs> they don't have to buy anybody else a present, but that's not true. What the lonely usually do is go to Christmas with everybody's significant others and be the one who has to pose with the dog in the family photo. Oh, God. Or they're like, oh, let's just take a picture of you chugging a bottle of wine because you're so sad because you're single. (laughs) You know, I think people don't realize that single jokes are a lot like fat jokes and that it's better when the fat person slash single person makes it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get to be like, hey, since you're single, here's something funny that I would laugh at. Like, no, 
let your single person if they don't come up with this joke don't make it for them oh that's so cringe so mm. cringe. you know what i watched recently uh what was it jingle all the way with um arnold schwarzenegger yes and there was a scene that like did not impact me as a child but after uh no wait was that jingle all the way no, it was uh, the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. So after, With Tim Allen. After Tim Allen, like, burns up Christmas dinner, he takes his son to, like, IHOP or Waffle House or some such shit like that, and they go in the dining room, and it's just a bunch of single dads and their kids. <laughs> the entire dining room. <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. So, yes, that is, that's what I think the lonely do at Christmas. They go to IHOP or Waffle House and eat by themselves. True. Although, man, a couple years back, it was like the first Christmas me and my friends from college all were, all had to do stuff with our significant others. And so we were trying to figure out how we'd like work in time to see each other on Christmas Day. And so what we did is for an hour, like around 11, like at 11 p.m., we met up at an IHOP and that bitch was jumping. There was families in that IHOP on Christmas Day. It was the busiest I've ever seen an IHOP. Like, it kind of reminded me of going there, like, after being drunk at the club. It was chaos on Christmas. <laughs> that is Very weird. strange. What song, what Christmas song makes you, what's, okay, which Christmas song do you flat out hate? What's the Christmas song that when you hate it, when you hear it, you're like, turn that shit off, not today? Okay. It used to be All I Want for Christmas is You. What? But Mariah? I think that was just because of oversaturation from hearing it at the mall. I think last yeah. year I finally got enough separation from it to go, this is a motherfucking bump. <laughs> yeah. I even it's... learned it on the ukulele. I was like, has this always slapped? I know. And the the way the way the Mariah hits it. Ah. Ooh, it's just <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it stirs something. You just it's and it's kind of funny, the division of if you like it versus do, do you hate it is do you work retail? Because if you actively work retail, you fucking hate that song. It really is. But they always get me when the background comers, singers come in with the hand I mm-hmm. Woo! Uh, but yeah, it's a bop now. But the thing, the one that does it for me now is <laughs> simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yes. What the fuck is that? There's something about that song that feels like it's force feeding you Christmas. Like when I hear it, I imagine like being injected with sugar. Like I, <laughs> everything about it is like, why aren't you happy? You should be happy right now. What's Go wrong with the money immediately? It feels like it feels. I can't wait. You know what it needs to happen is it needs to get the like creep weirdo treatment. I need an echoey children's choir to sing a slowed down reverb version of it. The mood is right. We're here tonight. Simply. And just like like some some edgy guitar chords come in there. I need someone to capture the apathy and the anxiety that we all feel right now. I need I need a seasonal affect disorder Christmas album. I need something. I think I need something. Something for the sad bitches to get ready to, you know? Like, <laughs> what does it for you? What's the song that makes you go, oh my God, shut it off. Turn this shit off. Um, Certain versions of Christmas songs. I mean, we already touched on Macy Gray's Rudolph the Red. I swear I don't hate Macy Gray. 
because I just I never can she just I gotta keep her name out my mouth um I'm not a big fan of other versions of this Christmas with the exception of Donny Hathaway's version god I hope I'm getting the right name right I think that's right um there's just a lot of versions of this Christmas that I don't love although I love this Christmas um what else do I just like not really like a lot um uh Rocking around the Christmas tree is also not a favorite for me. It, I, it makes it tickles me because it makes me think of Mean Girls, but I just don't like it that much as a song. Um, what is another one? There's just some chaotic ones that just kind of make me feel stressed out. Oh, oh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do. <laughs> I don't even know if I know that one. You don't know this one? Okay, it is a small child pro- asking for a hippopotamus for Christmas. I don't like rhinoceroses. I only like hippopotamuses. And hippopotamuses love me too. Please don't what? hang up on us, y'all. In the hell. <laughs> You've never heard of it? No. It's such a strange song. The weirdest part is she goes, I won't be too rough with my hippopotamus. I'll give him his massage. And it's so strange. What the fuck is happening? I know. It's such a weird song. It is so, I don't like it. It's also all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Never liked it. Didn't really think it was a banger. Didn't think we needed to enable the toothless, even as a child. Not, a fan. <laughs> not enable the toothless. <laughs> was oh, not a fan. Run over by a reindeer. <laughs> what girl you know what's funny is christmas cute country cute christmas music can really slap but grandma got ran over by a reindeer is really stupid because they never tell you if grandma lives and i think about this <laughs> <laughs> i think about this all the time um and no one really clarifies oh okay let's talk about the most controversial christmas song you know what i'm about to say oh yeah Baby is cold outside because I've been baby for 20 years. Here's the thing is now that I know the context in which it was written, I actually prefer the original version to the Me too ones. Here's the thing. It was written by a husband and wife duo. And at the time, given the coyness of sexuality, which I do think contributes to rape culture, I do think the idea that women cannot, if you can't actively consent, then we're also embracing a culture where you can't actively say no. Mm-hmm. So the woman is being coy. She's like, I really can't stay. But, you know, I want, I do want to stay. You know, she's saying, hey, I really want you to convince me to stay. And let's act like there's just no way I can leave. That way we can fuck. Because I want to fuck. That is the tone of this song. However, that attitude sucks. Because that leads men and women both to thinking that it's okay for consent to be blurry. So that, it's like in the timeline of the song, it's not, anyways, the ones that have tried to fix it don't come out great. Um, Michael Buble did one that wasn't so great. There's one where like the woman is the aggressor. Every version of trying to fix it makes it worse, I think. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it can be fixed. Just write a new one. Like, you can't really remove it from the context. The only reason the song works is because of the context. Like, the back and forth, the play, like, that's that's part of it. And you take it and turn it into something else, and it's just like, why are we even here? <laughs> like, I don't know why the song was made. Just make yeah. it. Different. 
I do wish there were more Christmas songs that had, or more songs in general that had the duet vibe of like, <laughs> this is how confused people are by the concept of duets. Do you remember last year when Rain On Me with uh, Ariana Grande and, <laughs> and Lady Gaga came out? No. There was an article that was like, the two sing the song in which they both sing one line at a time and go back and forth. And I was like, the word is duet. The word is duet. It's a duet. But we don't do that anymore because these singers don't record at the same time. Like one person sings their verse, whatever, while they're in Tokyo. The other one does it in LA. A person mixes it together. They don't meet each other for the first time until they perform at the Grammys. Oh, like yeah. these I people. Heard a song by uh, Cardi B and Blackpink. And I was like, did they even meet? No, they never meet. I miss when they were duets. That's like why um, Nicki Minaj featured with Bia on the remix A Whole Lot of Money was great just because it went like line by line. Like, I love the back and forth of like one person says a line, one person says another. That is what makes, I think that's what makes Baby It's Cold Outside so endearing is the prettiness of the two different voices. Um, the closest thing that's made me kind of feel the same way is I believe Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a cover of What Are You Doing New Year's Eve? And uh, I just love their voices together. And What Are You Doing New Year's Eve is one of my favorite, like a little sexy, but not overtly sexy. And I guess it's not a Christmas song. I guess it's a New Year's song. I think of it as a Christmas song because I start listening to it around Christmas time. But oh, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. Maybe it's much too early in the game. Oh, and also kind I of depressing. Why? What depresses you about that? It's just kind of not like a bad bitch anthem. She's like, oh, well, I mean, I'd like to ask you out, but you probably got somebody else that I'm probably not good enough. But like, if you're not doing anything, would you maybe want to hang out with me? <laughs> See, you know, men are always saying we don't make the first move. But then honestly, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather scrape my pussy across concrete than make the first move. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, not me. Not See, me. I uh, have no qualms <laughs> making the first move. I'd rather do that than sit around and wait for somebody to ask me out. Like, do you want to go out? No? All right, cool. I'll move on with my life. I got another <laughs> one lined up right behind you. It's fine. When I, when I was single, I used to say, did you want to ask me out? That's what that sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me making the first move. They're like, no. I was like, oh, sorry. I read that wrong. Okay. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, wait, I, I did kind of want to, okay. I don't know, though. Girl, New Year's is such a complicated situation. I have a friend who, like, just started dating someone, like, a couple months ago. And he's a rapper, girl. A rapper. And oh, he asked no. her to go to his rap concert at a church on New Year's. And, like, this friend is a baddie. Like, she's always dressed head to toe. And she's like, what the hell do you wear to a church rap concert on New Year's Eve? <laughs> and then she sent me the flyer and tell me why the flyer had like some speakers. Like it was like a rap concert flyer, right? So you had speakers, balloons, and then a bottle of champagne in the middle. But guess what, bitch? I zoomed in on that motherfucker and that bottle of champagne was Martinelli's. It was... <laughs> It was a sparkling cider. So, like, to let you know this is a dry indoor. <laughs> I just, I don't know what she's going to do with it. I, I'm like, what do you even wear? I'm so confused. But I, as someone who had a lot of disappointing New Year's Eves as a kid, like, as a, as a kid, as a dating person, like, I mean, I spent a lot of New Year's Eves at, like, some random frat boy's house sitting on top of a cooler 
while someone walked around with a golden retriever. No music was playing. And at some point, someone put the ball drop on TV. I had this so many disappointments. Oh, like always a, quiet. Sounds very quiet. There's a golden retriever and no music. This what is it? <laughs> I don't understand what it is with Caucasian people and not understanding two things. Like, yes, your party does require music. Like, a little music will not kill you. Like, something in the background. And two, turn off some damn lights. No one wants to sit in bright overhead office lighting and have a conversation while they're drinking. It is so just standing around. And then, like, they're like, oh, no one's having fun. Time to pull out, time to pull out the deck of cards and play a, a drinking game with several rules. What? <laughs> They're like, you know what? This party's missing structure. Let's have some... <laughs> it's, 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 it's always structure or drugs. Like there's always a guy who shows up late, but like the one white guy who's late, and he comes with a pack of cards, an animal, or cocaine. And, and just so I it's can't... either one way or the other. We're going structure or straight chaos. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah, no one's high enough. That's the problem here. And I'm like, what if we just turn off one of these lights in here? Like, your light bill's got to be in control. Under- <laughs> That's another thing. I do be turning off other people's lights. I'm like, why you got all these lights on here? All these un- <laughs> oh, I be having lights on all the time for no reason. There's at least <laughs> two lights in my house that have not been off in years. <laughs> and when I see them off, I'm like, "Why the fuck is this light off?" <laughs> That's so funny. Now, now you know, going from a conversation about drugs, partying, and, ter- favorite, and Jesus. What's your favorite religious Christmas song? Ooh, my favorite religious Christmas song. It has to actively reference our Lord and Savior. And it doesn't have to be a specific version, but it has to be one that is about the Christian, which we all know is not necessarily the the reason for the season. We, you know, y'all rescheduled it. Jesus was a Gemini. Um, or actually, Cancer. <laughs> Jesus was a Cancer because a Cancer would die for you, but also not shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> a Capricorn would have left us out to dry. <laughs> okay, what is yours? Um, good question. I actually really used to love Away in a Manger as a kid. I just think it feels like a lullaby. Now, that is one that has never been R&B, you know, it, it's never gotten the collard greens treatment. And I don't think it needs it. It's just one of those ones you just want to sing sweet, straight, you know, Away mm-hmm. in a Manger. So I like that one. Um, I actually kind of hate the little drummer boy. I'll tell you why. Because there was no little drummer boy. And I just, there's something about <laughs> creating a character to sell toys. Like, if you're going to just, I don't know. I draw my lines. I draw my lines at random. But I, as a kid, I always found it offensive because I remember asking where the little drummer boy was in Sunday school. And they're like, they made that up. And I was and like, what else made is made up? Background for him. He didn't have a gift. So he came with his song. Like, it was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And where were his parents? So I never loved that. But I liked Away in a Manger. <laughs> I still like Silent Night. Although the other day, Alex was like, why are they describing Jesus like a chicken tender? And I was like, this is why <laughs> you need God. You know, because he was, he was tender and mild. I don't understand. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but it sounds like something edible. Like, you, know, who, you don't describe a child as mild. Tender and mild and crispy. <laughs> Golden and delicious. 
liking and figuring like a good. Honestly, I give it five years till we're watching television. We hear, oh, Chick Fil A, <laughs> <laughs> our fries are gently burning. <laughs> I'm just saying, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it the the commodification of Jesus Christ is wild, and it's everywhere around us. I think I've come to the realization that I don't really fuck with religious Christmas songs. Even Oh Holy Night? They're always too depressing. I I kind of, I like the one, the Joy to the World. I like that because it makes me think of um, Sister Act. And it was jamming since Sister Act 2. Joy to the World's pretty solid. The only thing I don't like about Joy to the World is when they say repeat the sound in joy. Because I just always think that some choir director didn't understand stage directions. And so just, you know, it's like they're singing exit stage, right? Like, just, <laughs> why would you say repeat the sound and joy? It seems wrong. That is weird. Yeah. Okay. I'm really I was trying to think of one. So I, I think I take back away in a manger and I think it's Oh Holy Night for me. Cause that one, I mean, that is a banger. Just sounds good. What were you saying, girl? What okay, a song I did not fuck with as a kid, but then I started to as an adult is I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just saw a tweet about this and it's so true. were you one of those kids who didn't understand and really thought mom was just making out with Santa? Okay. For- <laughs> yes, but there were levels to it. Okay. So I do not know why I knew this as a child, but I knew that Joe Jackson was abusive, right? <laughs> so in my Because you saw brain, the Jackson's an American dream. In my child brain, I was like, oh no, she was kissing Santa Claus. Her husband's going to beat her ass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I the fun. I love the idea because there's a there is a Jackson Five version of that, so I love the ver- the idea of the other four brothers being like, "Michael, shut the hell up!" But I did, I really did. I saw mommy kissing Santa. Goes, Michael, shut your ass up. You, you want you want Joe to come line us up? I knew at the time. So in my kid brain, I was like, "Oh no, this is why does he think this is funny? This is not oh. okay." This is, this is not, not a game, know, Michael. What a laugh it would have been if Daddy had just seen. I was like, oh, Daddy would have beat her ass when he walked in. Why is that funny? I was not okay. Okay. Oh, what if, what if Michael wanted wanted his mama to leave his daddy for Santa, so him and his brothers could just go live in the North Pole instead of having to sing? You would take my drama and make it even more dramatic. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, what if that was his childhood dream that they could have just got on that sleigh and just been gone? <laughs> the reality of it is much worse because one, the the Jackson Five, the, the, the Jackson family are Jehovah's Witness. I always think the fact that one of the most world, one of the most beloved Christmas albums came from a family of Jehovah's Witnesses is very funny. Like Christmas? But did you know most of the Christmas songs were written by Jews? Like that's like that's uh, like most of the well-known like 
singer songwriters of the 40s and 50s were Jewish people. So just thinking about how many people who like have never celebrated Christmas were like, yeah, there was probably some kid playing the drums. I don't know. <laughs> Back to the drums. Doesn't matter. This is really upsetting like, for you. <laughs> nobody checked the Bible. They were just like, good enough. <laughs> I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus is a good one. Man, the, again, we take it back to the Jackson 5. They had some good ones. Up on the housetop, click, click, click. They made so many of the, like, kid... Like, I remember these songs from, like, doing kids' choir. And I would be in the kids' choir, like, seven, eight years old, trying to add my, like, Jackson-esque vocals. I was like, this needs some runs. Is, <laughs> can we get a little bit more... Can we get some rhythm in here? Because I really think if we just, you know, turned it up a touch. <laughs> oh, man. I think we've made, like, I feel like we've touched on every element there is when it comes to Christmas songs. We got the sexy ones, the the weird ones, the ones we hate, the ones we love. Um, I, I do want to talk about one new genre of Christmas song that I think needs to stop. What's that? Fuckboy Christmas. So Bryson Tiller just released a Christmas album and it is very much like basically the songs kind of sound like the text your ex sends you on Christmas day. It's very much like, you know, when I saw the snow fall, I thought about how I fell for you. And I just hope, <laughs> I just hope your mom is doing good and staying blessed. And, you know, my stocking may be stuffed, but there's always room for you. And like, it just feels like a bunch of toxic future texts. Like... <laughs> okay, if Future came out with a Christmas album, I would buy it though. Oh my God, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would call it a simply sensational Christmas with Future. Um, <laughs> sensational. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a fantastic idea. I do think that would be a good idea. Who, who else should make a Christmas album but hasn't? Who should make a Christmas album? By the way, did you know that uh, I completely blanked? Yes. The one, <laughs> the one, he went to our high school. He went to our high school? He's gay. He's gay. Ah. He had Todd McCall. Todd McCall. Has like three or four Christmas albums. I believe it. Todd, uh, she stays booked. Booked and busy <laughs> and blessed. Todrick stays on it. I believe that. He had a moment at the beginning of quarantine too when his like uh, nails, hair, hips, lace was like mass sanitizer. Da, 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 da. Like he he stays busy. I'm proud of him. Um, Does Music Soul Child have a <clears throat> Christmas album? No, but man, you love Music Soul Child. You are a, a black auntie sometimes. Like sometimes you just really... For like y'all gotta understand about Ari is Ari is very eclectic in her taste. She loves anime. She's like she just loves everything. Like you're just into so many different things. And then every now and then you sound like a straight Michael Kors purse. Like you just <laughs> <laughs> every time it, it's giving early two thousands. My son is my king. I just can't believe. It. <laughs> But music I didn't soul realize that music soul child was black famous until I started dating. Uh, the Filipino guy I was dating last year because I was like I said something offhandedly about music soul child and he was like who and I was like you don't know yeah. music soul child I had like yeah you as a reference I was like Jasmine is music soul child black famous you being married to a white person and having like up close I know what is and isn't on their side and it's wild man they don't know life Jennings when you say must be nice they don't they don't go must be nice they don't know <laughs> 
<laughs> like they just don't know it's wild who else like we need to do a whole episode about cultural faming C- cultural fame and, and non-cultural fame you know who did not need to make a christmas album lady gaga LW. lady gaga <laughs> made a christmas album shut up <laughs> okay i think both of those answers were equally valid <laughs> <laughs> when did lady gaga make a christmas album I don't know if she had a whole album, but I know the song Christmas Tree. The only place you want to be is underneath my Christmas tree. Yeah, it was. A, it, yeah, it was. A, it was under the sexy Christmas category. And to be perfectly honest, for a while, that was the only Christmas song my child knew. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what else is a fucking Christmas banger is Mariah's. If you listen to Mariah's whole Christmas album, there is this song called Oh, Santa. And if you listen to the lyrics, she is asking Santa to kidnap someone. Still a banger, though. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Won't you scoop him up and scoop him down my chimney? Like, it's just so good. But essentially, Mariah's out. She sees her ex-boyfriend with a new girl. And she's like, so I have this great idea. Could you kidnap him? (laughs) And... And there's a version with Jennifer Hudson. And as you know, she, Jennifer Hudson be singing down. So it's Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande just wiling. Vocally, it's chaos. I have to listen to it at full volume. It just, both hands go off the steering wheel. Like it just, I don't know what it is, but it definitely puts me in like a Christmas vibe. I like that song a lot. No, but here's why 3LW had no business making a Christmas album. One, remember I told you the Christmas album always comes between album number two and album number three. It's a way to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Well, if you remember, 3LW becomes 2LW after the second album comes out. But they still came out and it was, what was it called? What was, I mean, and also if you want to talk about them two. Okay, so it was Adrian and Keely. And you know, Keely was the problem after all. Like she was just always the problem. And they have on like candy cane striped booty shorts with like these green velvet bikini tops. And they're like next to this, they're like both kind of humping this giant candy cane. I mean, it is the most egregiously sexual Christmas album of all time. Straight flops. Very short after that, third album never comes out and the two of them become the Cheetah Girls, completely revamping their image. And It's called Naughty or Nice. Of course it is. Of course. Look, are you looking at this cover? Yes. Yes. Oh my god! There's pink <coughs> tops and a fur yes. red bikini. Ooh. And it doesn't help that I think these girls at this point are like seventeen and eighteen years old. They're children, for sure. They're yeah. It's just kind of yucky. I don't like it. It it feels I feel so I feel some type of way about it. I feel like that should have never happened. Like hypersexualized Christmas, not a vibe. Um, also it's Christmas album sexualized children Christmas album. Like they really sat in a room and were like, you know what we need to do? Ruin a bunch of things at once. <laughs> <laughs> Hypersexualized Christmas is not my bag. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, who's yeah? Oh, also, Little John made a Christmas song with the Kool Aid Man. I recently discovered that. Just wanted to tell you that it's bad. The Kool Aid uh- Man. Yeah, all I really, really, really want for Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. If if this is your first time listening to us, you're like, this bitch does not stop singing. But I just, <laughs> I you would think having COVID, I would rest my lungs, but here I am pretending to be Little John. 
And, and he, <laughs> the beginning is like, hey, Kool-Aid man, you ready? And he's like, oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> I, I think it's to sell Kool-Aid. I'm not sure. It's a fever dream. There's so much happening. It's not good. I did recently discover Tori Kelly's Christmas album, and it's good. It's very, very good. I enjoyed it. Um, Who else shouldn't? Justin Bieber was at the point in his career where he had to. It was good. I wish he hadn't covered All I Want for Christmas because he did it with Mariah because she don't play about her coins. <laughs> and still Mariah. I mean, you know, Mariah out saying Justin Bieber, they should have never been in the same booth or like on the same track. What's they had no business together. So that was a no for me. Um, Destiny's Child did a Christmas, but Beyonce did not. And I hope she never does. It's just she's beyond that. What do you think? Oh, OK. You and I are the same age. So we like we were in the trenches with this. Do you remember the Destiny's Child Christmas album? I remember it 12 Days of Christmas on the Destiny's Child Christmas album for sure. Ironically, it's only eight for some reason. I just listened to this the other day. It's eight days of Christmas. Is it eight? Do you remember what they asked for? I remember Weave being one of them. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the ghetto days of Christmas. They do not ask for Weave. Oh, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You know what? How are we talking about famous Black Christmas songs and we haven't mentioned the ghetto days of Christmas? And that might not be the real name of it. Hold on just a second before the internet gets on me. Ghetto Days of Christmas. And it's it can't be what it's called. Oh, it's called 12 Ghetto Days of Christmas. All right. So it's the 12 Ghetto Days of Christmas, and it's by the 69 boys and the Quad City DJs who are known for, um, boy, you should know that I got you <laughs> on my mind. You know what I'm talking about. I've been watching you. So I just want y'all to know the lyrics. Um, you know a song is wild when... When you first look it up, the first option is download. You're like, no, get this shit for free. Do not pay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here go the lyrics because you're asking. Um... <laughs> no, I don't want to hear it. I just want to look at the lyrics. Okay. Hey, player. <laughs> okay. You know what? Since I can't rap, what if I read this like, like Siri? <laughs> or like, or no, I'm going to use my news anchor voice. I was going to hey, say player. like my Angelou, but. <laughs> hey, player, what are you going to get her for Christmas? Girl, what are you going to get that boy? And then I'm going to, you know what? I'm giving you Cole's commercial and I'm sticking with it. I want a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I want a whole lot of this and I want a whole lot of that. Look here, Santa Claus. Here's the deal. On Christmas, you got to keep it real. I'm going to go to the club on Christmas Eve and see what I come home and want to see. This underneath your Christmas tree with the big booty girl who left for me. Stockings on the fireplace, some of that eggnog Alize. And if it ain't too much to ask, can you leave me a little extra cash? Because I ain't going to lie. All these Christmas lights got my light bill high. I ain't got no chocolate chips to go along with no glass of milk. But I got some chips and dip, baby. Kool-Aid to sip, baby. I'm going to leave the club at a quarter, four, quarter till four. A quarter till four. Lord have mercy. And all I want to see when I hit the door, these 12 things on my Christmas list, and it goes a little something like this. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all want to know what it is? <laughs> okay, y'all. We don't know what the twelve days of Christmas are. The twelve hood days of Christmas are. Let's list them off. And by the way, keep in mind this: this song came out in like '94. So just like keep that in reference for what we wanted then. <laughs> I don't know. We. I want twelve disc changers, eleven Philly blunts, ten karat gold, 
nine segatates, segatates, jeez, <laughs> eight gold teeth, seven pairs of jeans, six pints of beer, five fresh gold chains, four thirty smokers, three pack of draws, two girlfriends with a Cadillac to put it all in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes, that I was definitely thinking the wrong Christmas song. Uh, Destiny's Child <clears throat> asked for a diamond belly ring. Yes, they do. <laughs> they asked for a diamond belly ring and a belly chain. And I was just like, man, we were all about the midriff in the 2000s. <laughs> all about it. Um, now, there is a girl's version. Here she goes. So here's what the woman asked for, by the way, in the 12 ghetto days of Christmas. Again, I think of songs like this, like almost like black exploitation films. Like it's it's cultural in that it's camp, and it is camp. <clears throat> um, do I sing it like the girl, or do you want me to sing it like Broadway? I'm gonna Ooh, do Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> I want twelve hundred dollars, eleven pair of shoes, ten fingernails, nine packs of weave, eight male strippers, seven bus passes, six diamond rings, five months pre-rent, four bangles, three pocketbooks, two earrings, and a man with a lot of money. Wait, if you're gonna ask for rings anyway, why not keep it at five? I know, I know. Also, uh, I mean, why did she ask for a bus pass? You could have anything. The man asked for a catalog, and she asked for a bus pass. I've never. This is not a car, but bus passes. I don't understand. And only five months free. Like, why not twelve months free rent? Twelve hundred dollars. Like, was (gasps) do you think that's where they got the number for the stimmy? Like. Do you think the government was like, how much money do you think niggas need? Well, according to twelve ghetto days, <laughs> according to twelve ghetto days of Christmas, it's twelve hundred dollars. And then they looked at it and they're like, well, I'm not buying the rest of this stuff. Mm-mm, bus passes, you got to keep public transit. <laughs> what would you do if instead of another stimulus check, you got sent nine packs of weave? <laughs> Sorry. Flip some shit over. I already got too much weave in my house. Like that's a problem. <laughs> I, I that's have the thing nine of, packs of weave. The thing is, you will always have more packs of weave than you need until you start a hairstyle, and then you will run out mid hairstyle. The problem is braiding hair is so cheap, and I always buy way too fucking much of it. <clears throat> it doesn't hurt to buy extra braiding hair. You know. It's like, oh, I'd rather spend an extra $6 and, you know, get three more packs. I just think you exist on a whole other plane than me because you can braid your own hair. Like, girls who can braid their own hair are invincible. (laughs) I think that's why I didn't get superpowers last December. (laughs) You already had them? (laughs) (laughs) I already knew how to braid my own hair. I'd be too powerful. (laughs) Oh, man. This has been such a fun cultural exchange. Uh creating our favorite playlist okay in the interest of cultural diversity and because i do think talking about culture and how it affects us is just a lot of fun what white people christmas song and i'll just i'm just using that expression because i mean mainstream i mean i mean american what like white christmas song do you think is actually better the way it is and like doesn't need the seasoning Hmm. 
I mean, I can't count. Uh, can, can I count all I want for Christmas? She's half white. No, Mariah's mixed. No. <laughs> I think any mixed person, any mixed person born before 1989, we've got to count because, like, there was just so much. Like, no, no, no. You can't all count right, Mariah. You can't count Mariah. I don't know. What what would you say? For me, I thought about this before because I asked asked the question. So, of course, I come up with the answers before I ask. Of course. For me, I like all of that, like, Trans-Siberian Orchestra really spooky stuff. Like, um, Silver, like, not Silver Bells. Not the one Silver Bells. Silver Bells. Not that one. The one that goes, Hark on the da 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 You know what I'm talking about? Uh What is that called? Uh, Carol Bells. Yes. I love Carol the Bells because it is spooky. It scares me. It makes me think that a ghost is about to tell me to change my ways. <laughs> it puts it puts the fear of God in me. And there is like there I mean white people do spooky well. It makes me think of a small white child standing and play with me. Come and play. That's what it makes me feel like. It makes me feel afraid. And that is valuable. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think we've ever solified that. And I don't think we should or need to. Like, it doesn't need collard greens. It doesn't need any cayenne pepper. It is. <laughs> See, it I is like a- Trans-Siberian Orchestra, but I was thinking lyrically. Mm, okay. And I, mean, I know I it's not. song even- does have words, but I'm used to only hearing the orchest- orchestral version. Mm. Yeah. I think I like I think I like the spooky sounding stuff. Spooky Christmas stuff, it, it should stay white. <laughs> the whites got us on that. Yeah. Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. Oh, you know I don't fuck with Elvis. Stolen from a black person in the first place. Mm, you're probably right, but we don't really have the proof to make that assertion. You know, that one's good. It's got a nice little, I'll have a blue. I like it. You know, I like it. Also, Casey Musgraves put her foot in her Christmas album. There's a special on Amazon Prime you can watch, and it's pretty darn cute. And she has a song. I like it a lot. Last Christmas by Wham. <gasps> yes. Yes. Last Christmas by Wham. Yes. Yes. They were in their British bags. They we were at that alone. Yeah, the only person I think who should be qualified to maybe give us a version of that would be Adele, but I need her to fully Adele it. I need it slowed down. I need some dramatic, like, like key changes. I need, like, a, a window to open and blow snow in her face. <laughs> yes, but I, I I, don't need to see that one uh, with some funk on it. I don't need any funk on it. It's good. No, that's the beauty of funk. Is it's good when used sparingly. You wouldn't just put a spoonful of Tony Sastry's in your mouth for fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call this a spoonful of Tony Sastry's. This episode has been so fun, y'all. Shout out to Good Vado and Lahu, Lalu. I love your avatar bag, by the way, girl. It's so pretty. For sticking around and listening to us be silly. Ari and I are besties in real life. Um, if you need any real estate in the greater Chicago area, contact Ari Kirk. And... Um, She's cool. And um, I'm Jasmine Ellis. I'm a stand-up comedian. You can find me on all the things at Jasmine Ellis Comedy. I have a podcast called Rhythm and Bay, where you're going to hear this exact same recording. 
And real quick, let's listen to our messages. And if they're mean, we're just going to ignore them. All right, let's go. All right, let's do it. What happened? All right. Ooh, there's a lot. Oh, hey, Lalu, I see some from you. I'm assuming you're cool because you suck around. All right, Finn. I'm a freestyle rapper, just a freestyle rapper. Who cares? All right. Let me in the goddamn chat already, Holmes. Damn, you wasted my time. <laughs> I love that. I love that. He's like, hey, I'm entitled to your space. If I'm going to be on your time, I should be heard. Why else would I be in here? This is so <laughs> annoying. Why do I have to listen to these two women talk? I only want to be heard. Okay. This is a new feature. We used to not be able to skip through them like this. It's just so funny. I'm sorry. It's just like the idea of like, we owe him our time. Like, we're so annoying. Also, the best part is he only waited one minute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Finn, you one minute, man. I'm so glad I didn't hear you rap. Please don't ever contact us again. All right. Let's see. Love Hard Network. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays, Jasmine and Ari. It's your boy, Frank Lewis, Love Hard Network. We wanted to stop through and wish you all happy holidays to you and your family. And we wish you nothing but the best in 2021. Keep that spirit positive and high. And remember, you authorize everything. Keep it locked with these two awesome individuals. And Merry Christmas right here on Stereo. I like his voice, so thanks for saying hi. His All right, let's voice check is so nice. I also did not know you could get verified on stereo. Yeah, so thanks for putting in the work, Love Hard Network. That was cool. Thanks for stopping by and saying hi. Let's listen to La Lu. I hope I'm saying that right. Look, y'all. Uh, Yahweh is on his way back. Unpredictable weather. The seasons are starting to blend. Man's heart or wax cold. Homosexual. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. But uh, I'm glad weird. they uh, locked uh, Robert. They, I'm glad they threw his ass under the... He need to go under the fossils and pipelines and shit. Yes. About that. That's where yes. he... Oh, Girl, How do you do Jasmine? Spurk. Girl, thank you so much. You had us, you had us in the first half. I was like, oh, no. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Oh my god, and you're so right. Put him under the fossils. Put him back into the land behind before time. Like, please, just put him back. <laughs> All right, let's see the next one. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, oh I simply remember my favorite thing. I was harmonizing. Girl, you can sing. Thank you for blessing us with those okay. vocals. Way to come through and make us sound terrible because we I know every song. <laughs> <that> we- <laughs> every time I started to sing, someone popped in and then popped the fuck out. They said, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hope you're okay with being featured on Rhythm and Bay because you sound amazing and we'd love to have you on. So just like give us a thumbs up to let us know you're cool with that. Uh-uh, you ain't heard uh, Kaya Thug misses my neck and my back version. Shut up. Santa, baby, come hurry, hurry, hurry. It's, it's a key. Are you serious? Is she saying that Kaya has a version of Santa, baby? Shut up. Shut As in up. my neck, my back. You got it? I'm, I'm Googling right now. No. Thank you for putting us on this, girl. I'm so excited. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I like this song by Paul. 
Is it not John Lennon? That's the one that died. Paul McCartney. I like that. <laughs> That's how I be with the Beatles. I'm like, um, mm, which one? The one, you know, Yoko husband. Like, <laughs> I get it when I get, and it's so funny because, like, not knowing the Beatles is like slander to white people. <laughs> it, it, girl, when I told people I didn't hear the Beatles until I was like 16, flabbergasted. They were not okay. I feel like I remember this conversation like we were in high school and it was like somebody in the hallway was just like what do you mean you don't know the Beatles and I'm just like you know what's funny is we never fire back with like name three Teddy Pendergrass songs right now but like <laughs> right? we should and then just be like turn them off and walk away <laughs> <laughs> but I also do the opposite like I remember I was in Florida once and this and someone put teach me how to dungeon in the jukebox and this old drunk white lady came up to me and she's like do you do you mind showing me how to do this? And I was like, I've never heard this song before in my life. <laughs> you, are the, you are the queen of giving giving them nothing. <laughs> Although I get mad. I do get mad when the lyrics, the, oh man. I mean, sometimes you gotta gatekeep, gatekeep. I don't know if you saw that that game on, was it Thanksgiving Day where they were swag surfing? Ooh, mm. not a swag was surfed, honey. Them waters were Grand Rapids. It was, was <laughs> they never caught a wave. We got one more and then we're out, y'all. Mister? You know what? This know. is a very treacherous um, neck of the woods, neck of the internet, internet woods. Um, I'm slowly but surely divesting from stereo, but I keep on the streets. Keep calling me. Keep on, keep on back downloading the app. But I get it though. I totally get it. Oh, probably because we didn't click on her because she was giving us so much good stuff. But in the effort of trying to like stay on topic and just get this recording, y'all, because I've been having so many problems with how I record my podcast, we weren't taking any calls today. Thank y'all so much for being patient with us. I know it's like it's supposed to be so much more interactive, but we just oh, wanted to get this audio. I think just that was in once. response to us saying that it was cesspool in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but people like you make it so much fun. So thank y'all so much for having us. That's going to be it. We're out. Uh, anything you want to say to the people, Ari? No. <laughs> <laughs> the little pause. You sounded like a three-year-old. All right, tell your grandma bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be safe. Y'all, seriously, I, I do not want to argue with about vaccines, but Lord have mercy. Please get boosted. Stay safe. Um, pray for me. I do technically have COVID. I do. Ain't no technically. I'm trying to downsize it. I have COVID. Um, but your girl's going to be okay. Honestly, I'm just mad that I got COVID when everyone else did. So I don't get to feel special. You know, like, when is my moment coming? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Middle child. I'm just saying, like, four weeks ago when I thought I had COVID, I was going to be like, um, I have an iPhone 13 and Omicron. We are not the same. Like, I thought I was going to be the <laughs> baddest bitch with COVID. And now everybody has COVID. I feel real regular. And everybody. So, and they all in the same age range, too. Yes. I've been noticing that. Everybody in their late 20s, mid 30s has it. It's mild. It's all millennials. Uh, and we're fine. It, it's, you know, it's, it's, that's the way the disease progresses. It's weakening. Like, basically, when, when we didn't get rid of it, we're going to have COVID seasons. So it's COVID season right now. Um, but I'm just so grateful to the person who 
the minute they found out they were exposed, reached out to me, told everyone who was on the show with them. And I was able to get tested and not spend time with my baby nephews and my um, husband's grandmother. And I'm very grateful that I kept them safe and just keep people safe because getting COVID is not a moral failing, but knowingly spreading it is okay. Mm -hmm. So be good. (laughs) Bye everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy new year. Happy new year. Bye.